think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of After the Ending, the live broadcast, the video, the podcast. It's the multimedia sensation for your senses. I don't know. Anyway, welcome, welcome, everybody. I am Mike Spring. I'm Phil Edwards. And we are here to bring you our usual mix of movie hypotheticals, movie opinions, movie lists, and then some other stuff as well. All mixed together with a slightly American slash British sense of dad jokey humor. Does that sound <laughs> <cool>? <laughs> Yeah, we're hold, holding hands across the Atlantic and talking about films. <laughs> That's right. I like that. We should make yeah. the t-shirt of that. <laughs> I have I have a project I want. If any of our if any of our uh, we have any like devoted fan listeners out there uh, who who are really eagle eared or want to maybe go back and listen to all of our episodes from the start till now, uh, yeah. I want to go back and find out all the times when we said, "Hey, we should put that on a T-shirt," uh, because I actually want to get some T-shirts made. And I was thinking, well, we should go back. I know we've said that a bunch of times. We've had some really good jokes, that, and then we said oh, we should make a T-shirt out of a lot of times. Yeah, try the fish. Right, right. That's a good one. But I don't know. I don't have the time to go back and listen to all of our episodes. So I'm hoping uh, any of our listeners or, or watchers out there who either remember some or, you know, want to dive into some old episodes and find some, uh, send them our way. So Try the yeah. Fish is definitely a good one. 120 episodes and counting. Well, there's more. Yeah. 120 plus. But that doesn't include, like, there was, like, 30 or 40 mini episodes that weren't numbered. So, yeah, yeah. You know. So if you're a new listener, uh, you can, if you're a new listener, you can go back and listen right. Yeah, and if you hear us saying like, oh, we should put that on a t-shirt, or if somebody wants to design a t-shirt for us, then let us know, because then I'll add it to our list, and we'll make a t-shirt. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) All right, so Phil, why don't you tell people what we were talking about in this this episode, and which episode this is, because you named it, so I'm going to let you have the honors. Yes, well, this is our main feature, and this one we're going, going after the ending of 2009's The Proposal stars Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. And then we're going to be chatting about uh, the Highlander reboots and the recent news about that. And after this, we'll be doing the post-credits episode where we talk about a top five uh, and then give some recommendations about some of our favorite things which aren't always film-related. That's right. Exactly. Nicely done, Phil. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, why don't, we, uh, why don't we get into our, our endings then, shall we? So Before we do, though, and yeah. if, you, if you're watching this live on Facebook, if you leave any comments on this video uh, on the After the Ending page, or I've shared it to my page as well, uh, if you comment on that, we'll be able to see it. And if it's relevant and it's clean and it's safe, and it's, <laughs> we, can, we can put it up and you'll be able to see it at the bottom where the, you're watching After the Ending has just come up. That's right. Yes, please do. Please comment. We like to get the live comments. Uh, they're fun for us to interact with. And uh, yeah, please feel free to jump in and share your thoughts and or opinions. Uh, so thank you for remembering, Phil. I'm very bad at remembering that, and I appreciate it. And if you're listening yeah. or watching the video later and you're like, I wish I could have done that, well, 
now you know. We uh, we put it up on our Facebook page, so make sure you like our Facebook page. When we're going to record, it's every other Monday around 5 o'clock U.S. time, uh, 10 o'clock. Um, so you too can join in on the festivities, but that's okay. If you're, if you're just listening or watching after the fact, you're not missing too much. It's still, it's still a fun show to listen to. I think. Yeah. I'll, I'll still leave a comment anyway, because we can always reference back to it. That's um, right. Sometimes we, sometimes we refer to older comments. So, yeah. all right, well, let's talk about the proposal then, Phil, shall we? Yeah. Um, so I thought I would just give a quick recap of it for those of people who have forgotten what what, it's, what the film is all about. A very quick yeah. recap. I think yeah. it was a very big film. Uh, it made over $300 million at the worldwide box office. So uh, basically, Sandra Bullock plays Margaret Tate. She is your traditional dragon lady uh, kind of character. In a, she's a book editor, uh, and she learns she's about to be deported. She's Canadian um, because she violated the terms of her work visa. So she forces her very uh, nebbishy assistant Andrew to marry her or to so that she can get a green card and stay in the country. Um, so they go up to Alaska where he is from uh, and many hijinks and wacky uh, adventures ensue, including Betty White as his uh, tenacious grandmother. And of course, as to be expected, they really fall in love. Um, and then uh, the film ends with Ryan Reynolds storming into her office and declaring that he loves her in front of everybody. Uh, and then at the very end, Agent Gilbertson, who was out to prove that their marriage was going to be a sham uh, and had her deported, um, kind of invites them all to his office and is interviewing them. And that's kind of funny, like after the credits scene stuff. But there you go. That's the proposal. Did I cover it all, Phil? I think so, yeah. it's uh, Yeah, you covered all the main the main plot points. And it's uh, I must say it's a film which I enjoyed when I saw it. But I'd forgotten about it until you mentioned it today. Oh, really? It's you know, it's um, yeah. uh, interesting because it's one of those films that I saw and I and I liked it quite a bit. Uh, and it has become one of those movies that sort of like if it's on TV in my house, either my wife or my daughter will sort of stop and leave it on, or like then one of those that like curl up on a Friday night and just sort of throw it on. So I, I've I've probably only seen it all the way through like maybe two or three times, but I've probably seen enough bits and pieces of it that I've seen it like 17 times. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it is a film that I enjoy. I think uh, Ryan Reynolds and, and Sandra Bullock are pretty great together. So Yeah, they're both, they're both great actors and also they're just pure charisma. Both of them yeah. are just really good. Always yeah. worth to watch, even if the film they're in is not good, although this is a good film. But yeah, right. both, both worth watching, but... Uh, I enjoyed it, and it's probably one I, I will revisit again at some point. Yeah, I think I think I think it's worth it's worth revisiting. So, all right, well, why don't you kick us off this week and give us your after the ending? Okay, then. Well, Andrew Paxton sat in his apartment, and he was miserable. No, he was depressed, and it had been ever since Margaret threw him out. He still couldn't believe it or understand quite how it had happened, but she kicked him out, and now had a new guy called Francis. Andrew finished his beer. As he flicked to all the films on the streaming channel, he knew he would never watch. He was thinking of going to bed, knowing he'd just fall asleep on the sofa when the doorbell rang. Opening the door, he was confronted by a person in most strange attire, dressed head to toe in black and red leather and adorned with guns and swords. Andrew Paxton, come with me if you want to live. The name's Deadpool. Can we talk? And the stranger pushed him in the apartment. <laughs> Andrew had no idea what was going on as Deadpool, for that was his name, pushed him into the apartment, pulled out a pizza, which he'd been hiding somewhere and began to talk. Okay, first things first. Did Maggie ever tell you how the three seashells work? What, said Andrew? Doesn't matter. All you need to know is that you and me are in a sequel to a film that has yet to happen. Actually, we're just being talked about at the moment on a podcast by two swell guys. 
what is happening said andrew turns out we're all played by the same guy called ryan reynolds he played green lantern and that version has been driven mad by the lameness of it he went mad killed a load of other lanterns for their rings and is now a douchebag called parallax he's traveling dimensions trying to find the real ryan so he can kill him and that's not good for us needless to say andrew looked confused as he ate another slice of pizza Deadpool continued. So I'm traveling to different dimensions to pick up all the different characters Ryan has played. Turns out he made a load of rom-coms, so I don't know how much use he'll be. Cannon fodder, distraction, love interest, I don't know. It'll all work out. But we do need a Justice League of Reynolds or the Fantastic Ryans or the Legion of Reynolds. X Ryan, I'm still working on it. We'll work on the team name. Andrew, put down the pizza. Please get out, he whispered. Deadpool nodded. That's the spirit, let's go. Really, said Andrew? Where are we going? Depends on the goofy looking guy with the beard and glasses who's writing this, said Deadpool. What, said Andrew? To be continued, said Deadpool. <laughs> and that's my after the end. All right. Uh, I'm just going to say, first of all, I should have gone first because I can't top that at all. Second of all, you put way more work into your ending than I did, but <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Very meta. I love it. Uh, that was a lot, of, a lot of fun. I like the uh, the three seashells reference. A nice little uh, demolition man reference, which is always welcome. Um, very, very creative. Honestly, I didn't even think to go in any kind of direction like that. So this will definitely be. I know we've had a couple of overlaps in some of our endings recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not today, my friend. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. I can tell you that. That was really fun. Thank nice you. Thanks. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Just uh, I wasn't sure what to do to be honest, and then suddenly I was looking around. And saw so my Deadpool bust up there, and went. Ah, oh, nice. yeah. I like it. Yeah, very well. Okay, done. then, but that was mine. What's uh, hit me up with yours? Okay, here we go. So everything is perfect, and then Margaret and Andrew break up, <sighs> and then they get back together. And they break up again. <sighs> they get back together again, and then they break up again, <sighs> and then finally they get back together again. And then this time it sticks, and eventually they get married in Alaska with all of Andrew's family and their friends and attendants. They even invite Agent Gilbertson. A few years later, Andrew's career as a literary editor still hasn't really taken off as much as he'd like, though. And getting bored, he writes sort of a diary slash memoir detailing his whole adventures with Margaret about how they met and how they, you know, decided to get married and the whole thing with the trip to Alaska and everything like that. He doesn't have plans to do anything with it, but Margaret discovers it and secretly edits it and then secretly publishes it. We will not discuss the logistics of publishing a book under somebody's real name without them signing a contract. We're just going to skip that for now. <laughs> publishes they it. know how to do it. They know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. They know how to do it in the Hollywood movies. And it becomes a runaway bestseller. And Andrew and Margaret enter into a fruitful business partnership as well as a romantic one with Andre. And Andre. <laughs> with Andrew writing comedic romance novels and Margaret editing them. And of course, because it's me, they live happily ever after. That's the end. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah, I do, yeah. I do reckon they would break up and get back together again due to the nature of- Yeah, I think with that, they were such a tempestuous couple. Uh, I feel like, I, I, I wanted them to end up together, but I felt like it wasn't just gonna be all sunshine and roses from the get-go, yeah. you know, it seemed, seemed realistic. Oh, totally, yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah. Thanks. I, I uh, like I said, I, I was just more thinking about, uh, I guess, a, a real world based one, but I like what you did. Yours was a lot more fun. So nicely done. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> All 
All right, so there you go. That that those are our endings for the proposal. Uh, big hit film, Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It is a lot of fun. Even though I know some people turn up their nose at the idea of rom coms, but I think a good romantic comedy can be a, 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 a really. I love romantic comedies when they're good. It's just yeah, yeah. It's, and it is, it's a very funny film. And yeah. Betty White's great in it, and uh, yes, Ryan is. Reynolds is always snarky and funny. And Sandra Bullock is really good at comedy. Yeah, so it's yeah. a good good cast. Yeah, so let us know what you think of the proposal. Let us know what you think of our endings. Drop a comment um, and on any of the platforms you are watching and or listening to the show on. Okay, so that's the proposal, rom-com. Let's switch gears completely now. Let's talk about uh, epic adventure, sci-fi, time travel, but not really kind yeah. of thing. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, swordplay, a little bit of everything. Uh, we are, of course, talking about Highlander. Phil, do you want to tell everybody what the news about Highlander is? Yeah, this week it turned out they're going to remake Highlander 2. I'm ready to go all out on the aliens. No, they're going to remake uh, <laughs> Highlander, the uh, 1986 film, which originally was directed by Russell Mulcahy and Christopher Lambert starred in it, along with Sean Connery playing an Spanish Egyptian, a Spaniard of all things, yeah, Spanish Egyptian, yeah, yeah, from Egypt, and with a very also, accurate accent, yeah. And Clancy Brown was the fantastic Kurgan, mm -hmm. uh, and Queen did the uh, soundtrack, yeah. But you all know the Highlander, you know, there can be only one sword fights, cutting the heads off, the quickening. Can I say, actually, I was telling when I told my wife uh, the other day that Henry Cavill was playing, well, I just ruined the news, I'm sorry, but when I told her about the Highlander <laughs> news, uh, she said, There can be only one. And I was like, yeah, because she's never seen a single Highlander movie. It's not her thing at all. But even <laughs> she knows, even yeah. she knows, like, you know, somebody who's, if you're, even if you're not a fan at all, you still know, like, there can be only one Highlander, you That's, know. It's some, some films and TV shows just uh, seep into the public knowledge, yeah. even before they hit the zeitgeist, whatever you want to say. But they, people who haven't even seen it know what it is if you're referring yeah. to it. But yeah, the news this week was Henry Cavill uh, is going to be the, the lead in the new reboot, which has been. In the works, been in development hell for a long, long time. But the latest thing is Henry Cavill, Superman, The Witcher, uh, the tough guy with the mustache in the last uh, Mission Impossible film, uh, and lots of other things. He's uh, he's going to be. I'm assuming it's going to be Connor McLeod, but it could be a different one because it's still a bit vague as to what's going on. But right. it's still called Highlander, so I assume he's going to be. He, I believe he called it a remake, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, remake. Uh, I could be wrong. No, he doesn't actually. So he, I, I did think actually. I thought I would share um, his his post actually with everybody. Um, yeah. Because I was really excited when I saw it. I think his enthusiasm for those of you who are like, oh no, I don't know how I feel about Henry Cavill playing Highlander because I love Highlander, but he's kind of stiff or wooden. Although he's awfully pretty because he is very pretty. But um, I do think he's actually a, a good actor with a lot of charisma. Yeah. I think he keeps starring in movies where people try to like squish the charisma out of him for some reason. Um, but what he said was, very exciting news today. I've been a fan of Highlander since I was a lad. From the movies and all of their 80s queen slathered glory to the TV show with an actor who looked remarkably like one of my brothers. Being not shy with swords and having a director as talented as Chad Stahelski at the helm, this is an opportunity like no other. Deep diving into franchise storytelling with all the tools at our disposal is going to make this an adventure I and hopefully all of you shall never forget. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool because I think his his enthusiasm is genuine and it is yeah, you know yeah. kind of uh, infectious, if you will. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's I think that's exciting, you know, for Highlander fans. 
Well, he's a he, Henry Cavill. He's a well-known. He's a he's a big movie and video game nerd, anyway. So he's uh, right. he's when he says he's a fan, I, I totally believe him. He will be probably loving this. And the fact he was in The Witcher and he, some of the sword fighting scenes uh, he did there really good. So he knows he knows his stuff. He knows how to do the fights. As you were saying, he often gets put in these things where this charisma which he has is just like pushed out of him. I mean, Man of Steel. He was he was a brilliant Superman, but even in all of the the various films, I still don't think we got a chance to see the great, hopeful, cool, funny Superman that yeah. uh, he could have been. Uh, but in The Witcher as well, even though he's quite a snarky, uh, serious kind of character, Geralt of Rivia, he, even in the video game, there are still moments of humor. And I think in the, in the Witcher TV show, Henry Cavill did manage to bring some of that out. And he did have some wonderful uh, uses of certain expletives within that show and did it very well. But uh, I'm excited for seeing him in the role. Also, the fact Chad Stahelski is going to be yeah. directing it. For those of you who don't know, he directs uh, the John Wick films, so mm -hmm. he knows how to do action, which is really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, we don't really actually know much more about the plot or who else is going to be in it. No, it's still pretty early on, but I feel like now that they, he's announced that he's playing the character, I feel like that means things are probably moving again, you know, because like you said yeah. earlier, he's been in development hell for a long time. So I, I feel like this is a positive step in the right direction. I don't think he would be announcing if it was still sort of like three years in the future. I feel like this means things are probably moving towards filming, which is which is good. I'm I'm very excited. I think, you know, I think Highlander is like one of the original cult classic films, right? Like yeah, yeah. Never a one big, ones from the eighties, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never a big box office hit, but I mean it, it it got such a devoted fan following. There were there were three sequels in film. There was a TV series spin-off. There's been games, there's been comics. I mean, you you name it, it's out there for Highlander, all off this little film that only made like ten million dollars at the box office, you know, and yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty pretty impressive, uh, and I, I you know the franchise has been sort of I don't want to say dead, but you know dormant for several years now. I mean, the last film that came out was 2000, 2001, and that was sort of one related to the TV show. Um, so I think it's time. It's been twenty years. Like it's time to kind of bring Highlander up to speed. I just watched all the films again recently, actually, and um, you know uh, they're still pretty fun for the most part, minus the second one, which is a travesty. Um, yeah, pretty yeah. enjoyable. But there are definitely flaws. You watch them now, and you're like, I can see how this would benefit from like a reboot. You know, um, you know, watching Connor uh, Christopher Lambert, who's a Frenchman, try to do a Scottish accent is kind of painful. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch it now, and you're just like, oh man, like, uh like he's great in the film, but like, you just you watch him do the accents, and it's kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, I really wish we hadn't tried that. Um, you know, I don't think this new one is going to replace the original or anything like that, but. I do think there's room for a new interpretation of yeah, I think so, yeah. the franchise, you know? Yeah, it's. I mean, often you get some films where you hear there's going to be a remake or a reboot, and people go, no, no, and uh, this one doesn't seem to have had that same response. I mean, people go, oh, I really like the original, but yeah, it seemed to be, well, on the whole, that's what I seem to have seen. People go, well, I'm quite interested to see what, what they do with it. Yeah, I think part of that is because you don't have to worry about them ruining it because they kind of already ruined the franchise once, right? I mean, for those yeah. of you who are not steeped in Highlander lore, so the basic story is this: Connor McCloud finds out he's a race of, one of one of a race of immortals, okay, and they live forever. Uh, the only way you can kill them is by cutting their heads off, and so 
there's sort of this through the ages, this this um, contest, if you will, where they sort of slowly but surely kill each other off until there can, there's only one. And then that one gets the quickening, which makes them mortal and or maybe gives them some kind of crazy magical powers. They never really explained that in the first one. Yeah, it was always very vague, wasn't it? Though? Right. So that's great. And everyone loved that film. It became this big cult classic. Well, then they released the Highlander 2 after, I don't know, uh, it was a good number of years later. Uh, 1991. 91. And the original came out in what? Is it 86? 86, yeah. It was like longer for some reason. But anyway, um, so they released the second one. And it is universally reviled as like one of the worst films ever. Not only because it's just not a good film, but they did this storyline where it turns out that McCloud and, and Sean Connery's character um, are aliens who were exiled from another planet and their punishment is to come to Earth and be immortal, which is like, yeah. what the hell sense does that make? Like, you're going to punish me by making me live forever? I mean, I guess you could get, if you want to get into the philosophical arguments, but I'm just, you know, it's like, and it, and it, it just, you're like, what? Like, it just, it undoes everything from the first film. So, then they came back and did Highlander 3, which basically just ignored Highlander 2 completely. And actually, I like Highlander 3 quite a bit. It's basically a remake of the first film, but it's it's still a fun watch. Yeah. Um, I think, but, yeah, it, it basically yeah, it erased what happened in Highlander 2, didn't it? Yeah, it completely, like, just doesn't even... It was even, more, it was more like a sequel to the first film. Right, it's a, like a direct sequel to the first film. Um, so I think when you've already seen the franchise at its lowest, because, like, even at its worst, this could this reboot be worse than Highlander 2? I don't I don't think so, you know? Yeah, um, sure. So it's kind of like, well, I don't have to worry. It's not like it's, like, this pristine franchise, like like Star Wars or, like, the original trilogy or something that it's like, you know, everyone loves all of the films. It wasn't like all four Highlander films are masterpieces. And then it's like, oh, no, they're going to reboot it. What if it's bad? It's kind of like, well, if it's bad, it'll just be another bad Highlander film. We've, you know, we've yeah. had plenty of those uh, as far as some people are concerned, you know. I think it's like a, why. It's a win-win situation, really, right. because, yeah, because of Highlander 2, the history, as you say, that was so bad, whatever happens... This is going to be better than that. Exactly. And with space technology, I mean, it's being obviously because of the director involved. It's, it's being people are touting it as going to be John Wick with swords, right? Uh, there's also talk of it being the start of a trilogy, but that's the same. Every time there's a new action kind of genre film, they always say it's going to be start of a of a trilogy. But as long as you just make a self-contained story, and maybe have a post-credit scene, whatever that that could work. But, right. Yeah, as long, as long as there's good sword fights. I mean, I want the one-on-one -on -one sword fights, but if they have it set, you know, if he is a Highlander back in the day, you know, having big sword fights with like a whole army of people taking them all out, and he's just like got swords all through him, it's going to be, it's going to be good to watch. The interesting thing though, as well, because the John Wick connection, you've got the Keanu Reeves is doing, he's got that comic book out, hasn't he called Berserker? Berserker, which is, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's not exactly the same, but he's like a, a god, isn't he? Who's also a mortal and fights. I don't know if he's a god. I think I think he's kind of just a man who's lived for. Well, I guess he's godlike. I don't know what he is exactly. They haven't really explained it yet, but yeah, he's lived for like eighty thousand years or something yeah. like that. So there's definitely some some connective tissue there. So I wonder, you know, we could have a, we could have a berserker Highland the crossover at some point. Maybe he's one as well. I, well, actually, yeah, because I do. I want to say the comic studio that publishes Berserker. Did they do the Highlander comic, the most recent one? I know now I can't remember. Oh, but Boom, anyway. Boom Studios, is it? Yeah, Boom Studios. But I think it was Dynamite that did Highlander, actually. So never mind. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, like you said, it's kind of a win-win situation. So I'm excited. I think I think Henry Cavill's a good casting choice. Like, you do need somebody who's got like, the right look for it. Yeah. Which yeah. certainly has. Um, 
you know, I think having good charisma is important, but he doesn't have to be the most charismatic actor in the world either because the role is kind of meant to be a little mysterious and a little like, you know, he's kind yeah. of a selfish character, right? Because he doesn't want to... That's right, yeah, very closed in, very quiet. It's Christopher Lambert, he's, as you say, he wasn't like the outgoing. He just kept himself to himself. It was more like the flashbacks with Sean Connery. Right. The other, the other immortals he met at the time, you know, his friend, I can't remember the names of them now. But he met a couple of them and he had chats and things and they were all a bit more outgoing than than Colin McLeod, weren't they? And then yeah. you have you have the Kagan who was, you know, pure chaos. That's an interesting point. I wonder too, like in a way, I feel almost like almost, not entirely, but almost like it's more important who they cast as his like mentor and the bad guy, right? Because yeah, yeah. think about Highlander, the most memorable parts of it are Sean Connery, who's just having fun and he's a really fun character. And yeah. then the Kurgan, who's just like this, you know, just slimy, nasty, immortal, right? Um, you know, it's better to fade out than to fade away, or yeah. better to burn out than to fade away. Um so I feel like as long as they cast those two parts well, right, that's, mm -hmm. and again, not more important than who they cast as the Highlander, but I think that that can really make or break the film, right? Like if they cast Kevin Hart as the as the the mentor, I think we might have some problems, you know what I mean? But if they yeah. can put yeah. uh, an actor who's got the requisite sort of, you know. Yeah, I mean, they could, I mean, they could go the comedy route with the mentor, but I think that'd be the wrong choice. Well, I think a little bit of comedy. I mean, Sean yeah. Connery certainly played the, the role with a light touch, but I don't think you want to go with like a, you know, you don't want to do uh, Rob Schneider and Dredge, Judge Dredd, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Comic relief. Yeah. So I think that'll have a lot of impact on how how well the, the film is regarded, you know, by the film. I, I, I know, Anna, just because Clancy Brown, Clancy Brown played the Kurgan in this film, I was made up with the last New York Comic Con I went to. I was lucky enough to meet Clancy Brown and just, you know, as the Kagan was there talking to him. Yeah. And he was such a, a lovely, uh, quiet and calm uh, gentleman. It was just it was just brilliant. I couldn't believe it, meeting him after being a big fan of the film. But yeah, yeah. Who, could, who could play? I mean, if the as, as we said, we don't know much about the actual characters that are going to be in it, but if, they're obviously going to have to have some kind of main bad guy. Right. Who, who would you like to see? Would you like to see another big guy the same size as like Henry Cavill or someone who's you know, more... Okay, so yeah. I have no reason at all. This is this is not a, really a great casting choice, but I'm gonna throw it out there anyway, just because. You know who I'd like to see be the bad guy is Ben Mendelsohn because I love Ben Mendelsohn so much, and That's he just I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. bad guy. Yeah. I think he could be a really cool. And he was um, director Krennic in Star Wars Rogue One. For those of you who are like, I know that name, but who is that? Mm -hmm. I I've seen him in about eight billion things now, and I just absolutely love him. He's one of my favorite actors, and I think it would be it would be. I don't know that the matchup physically would work, so I don't know if it'd be the best casting, but. What about if he was the mentor character? That could be fun too. That could yeah. be very fun, actually. Yeah, be nice to see him play because he, he does play a few good guys now and again. But yeah, yeah, he does. He does because he turns up. You know, you're initially going to go, "Oh, he's going to be the bad guy," right? And um, but, I like uh, that. Yeah. See, after the ending, wheels never stop turning. We're already that's thinking. It, that's it. But yeah, I can't, I can't think he'd be good for the bad guy. I mean, uh, I hope they don't go like. Uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson kind of thing, even though he's a good actor. I was thinking, I was thinking Dwayne Johnson. I'm like, no, I hope, I don't think that's right, but that is what comes to mind just because yeah. of his size. But yeah. Or do they get like, you know, Schwarzenegger or Stallone as like the aging, you know, to come in as the bad guy? I think they're a little too old. Oof, imagine that. Or will they go with like a female character? Uh, you know, that wouldn't surprise me. Or the mentor, one of the two you'd think yeah, they're yeah. going to make because there, there is only the, 
it doesn't pass the Bechtel test, the Highlander. You know, the oh, only, God, no, no, only no. female characters are there to uh, serve as like the love interest slash damsel in distress. So maybe they want to give us a female bad guy or a female mentor to kind of give it a different twist this time around. You know, I I know what they'll do. It'll be uh, the mentor and the uh, the villain. One is going to be male, one's going to be female, and they will have been. Uh, way, way in the past, they will have been partners at some point. Yeah, I like it's going to be that. And they'll be played by Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Full circle, baby. Hey, hey, that'd, I, that, yeah, that'd work for me. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is the mentor. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Sandra Bullock, she can play a villain now. She's getting a little cranky. Ooh, yeah, yeah, she'd be good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll, or they'll go with Charlie Stewart. I oh, know she played yeah. in the more than the old guard, though, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But anyway, who, who would you like to see play uh, the bad guy or the, the bad? Well, who'd like to play the villain, the big bad of the New Highlander film? And who would be the good mentor? And yeah, if it's going to be a trilogy. Will it be build, all building up to the final fight all the way through? I reckon right. they'll probably introduce lots of different immortals as, as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, should be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Fingers yeah, me too. Me too. All righty. Well, there you go. So. That is our main feature episode. We went after the ending of the proposal and we talked a little bit about Highlander. That was a nice Highlander conversation. Talked about the new film, the old films. We kind of got it all in there, right? Yeah, yeah, it's good. And uh, there's also the TV show, which I used to enjoy. I like the TV show quite a bit, actually. I want to go back and do a rewatch of it, though, because I never watched it regularly. I always just caught bits and pieces or episodes here and there. I watched yeah. like, the first season and then I kind of. I want to kind of go back and like binge it, you know. I think that'd be fun to sort of. I think even some films after, didn't they? Something cool. There was one. It was Highlander Endgame came out where it had uh, Connor and Duncan McLeod together. So it was. That's it was, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Adrian Paul as Duncan and, and and Christopher Lambert as Connor together, and it's actually I th I think it's a pretty good film for what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and so uh, they had a real neat universe in the TV show. They had a neat like cast of characters, and and I, I did like it quite a bit. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to revisiting that. So Yeah, me too. Yeah, so uh, when we hear more about it, we'll uh, keep you all posted as well. Absolutely. And if you haven't watched Highlander, definitely go do that. Highlander and Proposal, yeah. good double feature. Yeah, and Highlander just hit Netflix as well over here. So There you go. There no, you go. No coincidence, I bet. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's going to wrap up our main feature episode. We're going to be back. If you're watching live, we're going to be back in just a couple of minutes uh, with our, our, our after the credits. After credits? Uh, post credits, post credit sequence episode. Uh, if you are watching not live or listening not live, then this will be the wrap up of the episode for this week, and we'll be back next week with our uh, post credits scene um, episode. Post credits episode. I'll get that right one of these days. <laughs> Uh, but there you go. So uh, that's going to wrap us up for now. But again, we'll be back in a few minutes if you are watching live. So stay tuned. Uh, but until next time, we thank you guys for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next time. After the ending.